The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. By turns kinetic and intimate, Why Is We Americans is an in-depth cinematic exploration of Newark's legendary Baraka family, the patriarch of which being the one and only Amiri Baraka, formerly known as Leroy Jones, one of the most prodigious African-American poet, playwright, activists of our time. From the Newark Rebellion of 1967 to current day, the city's narrative has been one of revolution with each generation picking up where the previous had left off. Why as We Americans weighs in on Newark's struggle against oppression through personal triumphs and tragedies of the Baraka family, from Amiri's civil rights leadership and ultimate artistic marginalization, to the horrific murder of his sister, Kimiko, through the homicide of daughter Shani, one of the first openly gay Black activists, to the historic election of Ross Baraka as mayor of Newark, New Jersey. And through it all, it is the matriarch, Amina Baraka, who emerges as the story's lodestar and moral compass. Spanning decades of social activism, poetry, music, art, and politics, this kaleidoscopic family saga is framed by on-camera interviews with Ms. Lauren Hill and local civil rights leaders, rare archival footage, and revealing personal testimonials. As we connect with the iconoclastic poet Amiri Baraka, his wife Amina, and their son Ross, a portrait of a city emerges with an inspiring call to arms in the fight for class and racial justice. Today, we are joined by the film's director, Ayanna Morris, to discuss the historic family behind this film, its relevance, and what we can learn from it. This is our daily story, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. So welcome to the show, Ayanna Morris. It's a pleasure to have you. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, I'm on the move right now. I'm traveling to LA tomorrow to participate in the Pan-African Film Festival. So I'm just trying to do my due diligence before I head out. 
Oh, well, wonderful. We appreciate the little bit of time you could spare for us. So, well, let's get to it. Let's get you back on the road. Um, so this story centers on the Baraka family. Can you share with our audience a bit about them and their impact on Black culture and politics? Yes. The Baraka family, they are, I'm a, a third generation, fourth generation worker, excuse me. Um, and the Baraka family, they are our heroes in this community. They've been a major part in, you know, helping to end apartheid in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, in the film, The Many Saints in Newark, it kind of touched on the tension between the Italian community and the Black community in the city of Newark and how the, um, the revolution, because we don't call it a riot, the revolution, you know, was able to, you know, put a shift in the politics and the leadership. And the Baraka family was a major part of that. Um, Raz Baraka was my fifth grade teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's really one of the biggest reasons why I am a filmmaker today. He's the one who really introduced me to the arts and to acting and to, the, you know, just being a and helping me find my creative passion. So you know, and there are many people from this community that can speak to that and say either Raz or Mary uh, Baraka Jr. was their basketball coach or Shawnee was their basketball coach. You know, they're very accessible. You know, they're very on the ground people and they are, you know, they're great community leaders. So they are our heroes and they were deserving of this this documentary. Sure, sure. Now, originally, I wanted to ask uh, to ask you what led up to the creation of the movie or what the inspiration was to tell the story specifically, but it sounds like there's a, a, a few personal connections with the family. So I guess what made it important to tell the story in 2022? Well, this documentary is, the, is three years and four years in the making. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but at the time during 2018, the uh, Raz Baraka was running for his second term. He's now running it for his third term right now. Okay. Um, and I was, you know, I had already did a documentary before about the election once Cory Booker left, and, you know, and Raz was the one to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and Udi Alani, my partner, he had already started working on a documentary about the family. And someone reached out to me, was like, hey, um, do you want to be a part of this project? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I had already started a project, you know, similar. And uh, I thought that this would be a nice follow up to something I did. I had a lot of footage and, you know, Udi is Israeli American, but he's a Jew who sides with Palestine. So he's definitely, you know, a sympathizer and he's a part of he's a part of the struggle. And he um, in telling his story, he wanted to be able to, you know, show what a new America could be like, you know, for him, for his family. And when we met, you know, there was some some good energy there. So we decided to move forward and make the documentary together. I started out as the assistant director, um, but just over time and just, you know, being me being myself, not uh, kudos to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I got bumped up to co-director um, because he saw my passion. He saw my knowledge. And, you know, I think I offer something great to the project. So he was happy to give me the promotion. <laughs> Very good. So why is it important that Black people watch Why Is We Americans? It shows a real family story at a time, you know, things are changing now, but, you know, the Black family doesn't always have the best reputation, um, but you see a family who bonds together and struggle, who continues to give even when the world is not so nice to them. And um, I think they're a great representation of 
what it means to be a Black family, what it means to fight for your community, what it means to be accessible in your community, and um, and just continuing to pass down the torch. Like, you know, no revolution can happen in one generation. So they are a great example of how one family member picking up where the other one left off and all coming together and working together for a unified movement. Hmm. Now, uh, Lauren Hill, she's a, a very passionate speaker in the film. Explain the nature of her involvement in the film and how it came to be. Okay, so a lot of people don't know this, but on her album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, the there's a guy speaking in in the interludes and he's having a conversation with children about love. And that person is Raz Baraka. Um, So when we were doing the documentary, I was like, we have to reach out to Lauren Hill. It's a nice connection. And, you know, we thought we were just going to get like a small interview from her. But when we sat down with her and she started speaking, she started giving us so much and, you know, just being so transparent about her feelings. And like you said, she's such an eloquent speaker. Um, and we realized very uh, soon into the interview that what he did for her album, she's now doing for his documentary. Uh. So we made that connection and we decided to make her the narrator instead of just keeping the interview. And honestly, we were a bit lost in the process because we had so much footage. There were so many different angles you can go, especially because we fo- we decided to focus on a family, not just Amiri or Amina or Raz, because those are three different stories within itself. Right. Um, and because of that, she kind of helped weave the, all the different stories together. She, create, she created the narrative that we needed to flow from all the different points in the story. Sure. And she's from uh, New Jersey, too, isn't she? Yeah, she's also from Newark. So, you know, this documentary is a love letter to the Baraka family. It's also a love letter to the city. Mm. So it, was just, it just made sense to incorporate her. I'm going to be a little bit of a, a stirrer because the um, the New York Times did a review of the film and they made a comment like, oh, Lauren Hill's the executive producer. She's using her vanity. She's executive producer. And then she's throughout the film so much like like basically saying like what executive producer like would just put themselves in their own film so much and then make them the center. Like that was not what she wanted to do. That was you know, me and Udi's decision and making that connection with her album. Like if you're a real Lauryn Hill fan, then you know that Rice Baraka is the one doing the interludes. And it just, from a creative perspective, it just seemed like the right thing to do. But I didn't like that they wrote that at all because they trying to, you know, not say nice things about her. And she was very giving of her time. You know, it wasn't until after the interview that she decided, we asked her like, oh, can you be the executive producer just to help you, you know, just to help support the film. And she agreed to do it. So it had nothing to do with vanity and all about support. Well, I'm glad you got a chance to set the record straight. Thank Nobody you. knows the story <laughs> like you do. So, right. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings, that frustrating thing your mom does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it. 
so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today we are joined by Ayanna Morris, director of Why Is We Americans, to discuss the historic family behind the film, its relevance, and what we can learn from it. The way you chronicled the narrative of this family was brilliant. Why is it important that we ensure that our stories get told from our perspective? That's a good question. Um, Well, first, I remember seeing this clip with Denzel Washington, and he spoke about the importance of the people from the culture telling stories about the culture and he's Mm -hmm. like you know if you have a scene and in a scene there's a mom straightening the daughter's hair like only another black woman would be able to recreate that and understand the smell the feel of it like it's just it's it's about authenticity like Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that other people can't tell other people's stories because i don't from a creative perspective i think people should do what feels good to them Mm -hmm. But there, it just comes with a certain genuity when it comes from somebody in the culture and, you know, and wanting to really honor this family. I think it was important for people, a person like myself, to be able to tell the story. And even Udi, when he first approached the project, you know, we talk about a lot about having the, um, the different perspectives, one, somebody from inside, somebody from 
from outside and being able to see each other blind spots and telling the story. You know, there's some things that he just don't know about my community. He just does not know about the culture and he will not be able to, to tell. And that's why we had to have like this dual approach and, um, and telling this film. Mm. Now, uh, something that is obviously side post to a, a new era uh, in the country and certainly in the Supreme court is Katanji Brown Jackson's nomination to the Supreme Court. So let's take a moment and discuss the importance of Black involvement in politics, which is something that obviously the film deals with heavily. Yes. I mean, how can you uh, galvanize, how can you champion a community if you're not from it? You know, only the community can tell you what it needs. And even, I love in the film where Amina speaks when she says, like, you know, people always think that, well, Raz first said that people always think they have to come in and manage us. They have to tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. And Amina says, like, well, we know what to do. We know what we need. Like, mm-hmm. so how can you say you're here to help a community and you're not speaking to the people who live in this culture every day, who live, breathe, and sleep it. Like, this is their everyday life. They would know best what their needs are. Mm-hmm. So from a political standpoint, in order to really service the Black community, we need to have Black politicians and they're championing our issues because every community is unique. Every community, every culture is unique. Every culture has its own set of nuances. And only somebody who was a part of that culture would know how to help resolve any of those issues. Sure. And I remember um, to your point there, I remember there was a part that uh, I forget who was speaking, but I remember the statement and it was effectually um, we deserve the opportunity to make our own mistakes and to learn from them. You know what I mean? And yes. I think that's another uh, important thing to remember as well. Um, that was made. That was Mayor Baraka. Yes, he said that. Absolutely. Like, you know, other Cultures have had decades, centuries, generations to figure out how to grow, how to evolve, how to improve, make mistakes, fall down. And and it's only in your mistakes can you get better. It's not like, you know, we shouldn't, no culture, no community should be punished for its mistakes. Mm -hmm. Like we should be able to make those mistakes and be able to, to fix them and address them. Absolutely. Now, what can people learn from Newark's history that applies to their cities and communities across the country? making sure your leadership reflects your community. That's the one thing I would say Newark did that so many other cities have not been able to maintain. And you see like gentrification is taking over Black communities, Black cultures all across the country. And Newark is making sure that, you know, yes, we want the growth. Yes, we want the evolution. But in that, we have to make sure that the people who are from here are also protected. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it has to... The growth can come, but then we cannot erase a whole culture that was already that already preexisted. Um, I think Newark is doing a really good job of that. And the the mayor is also championing that, you know, even with real estate, um, you know, he's making sure that the developers, when they come in, they build affordable housing. And if they are uh, to get any tax incentives or tax credits that they have to have a minority developer mm-hmm. and it has a minority, a minority developer has to be attached to your project in order for you to get the tax abatements and just doing things like that and making sure like, hey, yes, we want growth. We want progress in our city, but we're not going to leave the people who are already here behind. And, and, and even when companies like Audible come to the city, they just open up, a, well, not just open, but they had a headquarters here for a few years that they have to have a certain percentage of workers hired at their offices. Like, right. you know, we want, we want equitable growth. 
And I know I think Newark is definitely a model for that. Wonderful. Now, um, when I was watching the film, there are very obviously some some powerful moments in the film. Um, The poetry, especially. Um, Take a moment to discuss the importance of music and the oral tradition. It's just a big part of our community. I mean, you're talking about let's just go back to slavery when we weren't allowed to learn how to read or write and we had to be able to communicate and we use music as a form to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and this family, they are a great representation of that. Amina says in the film that they use art as a weapon. Like they mm-hmm. use the culture, they use music, they use poetry as a way to speak to the movement, to express, and even hip hop today does the same thing you know we use music as a form of expression to to express our highs and our lows um so in this film it was very important to us for us excuse me to make sure that poetry and music was a center of the film as well as kind of its own protagonist in the movie um also but the Poetry is so important to the family and music. It's like if we made a film about them and we didn't incorporate that, we wouldn't be telling an authentic story about the Baraka family. Because, yeah, Mary is known for using his poetry to stir up drama and to, you know, and just to uh, to put out a message. So we had to make sure that the film you know, really represented the family in that way. And when we first sat down, we were like, well, how do we want a Mary to appear in a film? And Udi was like, well, we want him to be a ghost. You know, we want his spirit to move throughout the film. And that's why we took a lot of his, and what he does is called sound poetry. We took a lot of his sound poetry and helped to interweave between the different um, points in the film. Well, as I mentioned, um, those were the things that really moved me. Um, those are the moments in the film because you get a sense of how deep the passion goes. And you get a sense of the black power when he's mm-hmm. speaking yeah. and the delivery of those poems is so potent and so powerful that it just moves you. It, it, it just does so beautifully done. I can't say it enough. Um, and I'm Thank glad you. that we had a chance to get that question in there because for me, for a person like me, that, as you mentioned, it kind of ties the movie together in a way that um, it, it, it's not just informing your brain, it's moving your spirit along the storyline as well. So I'm glad I got to say that because that was the, the part that I, I found that was unique to this film, um, but also it just kind of moved me. So, um, so let's, get the, let's get the people involved. How can folks access this film? Yes, if you go to our distributor's website, CorinthFilms.com, and it is available on video on demand. They also have all of our screening times is being booked at independent theaters across the country. So if you want to watch it in the theater, you can get all that information from their website. Okay, and that's Corinth Films, C-O-R-I-N-T-H? Yes. Okay, CorinthFilms.com. And uh, I believe that April 26th is the release for the DVD as well. So... Uh, make sure you check that out. Now, before we let you go, um, real quick, just tell us about any upcoming projects or otherwise how we can keep in contact with you and all the work you're doing, maybe your social media website, anything like that. 
Yes, yes. I will be in L.A. this weekend for the Pan-African Film Festival, doing some Q&As for Wisely Americans. If you're in the L.A. area from the 22nd to the 26th, you can check out the Pan-African Film Festival website. You can find me online, Instagram at Hollywood Rebel underscore. Okay, very good. Well, thank you very much for your insight and your time today. Uh, We appreciate you taking a moment to talk with us. Once again, our guest is Ayanna Morris, director of Why Is We Americans, available on DVD April 26th. And before we go, I'll leave you with a quote from the New York Times writer, Davidka Girish. Historical accounts of revolutionary icons are often plagued by hero myths that exalt individuals at the expense of the community that formed them. With Wise We Americans, a documentary about the impact the poet and radical Amiri Baraka and his descendants have had on the city of Newark, the directors Udi Aloni and Ayana Safford Morris attempt a different approach. In this compressed account of the multiple generations of artists and activists that make up the Baraka clan, the patriarch, who died in 2014, is a single, if central, node. It's a story that spans past and present, art and politics, and kin and country. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Follow us on all social media at Our Daily Story Podcast. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on Our Daily Story. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.